You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door-to-door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Presents the Degenerate Panel! Hey, hey, watch me never tell you. You can't go right 
Now, fear the degenerate panel is here. It's the middle of summer. You know, I, I didn't really realize that we were in summer until uh, a couple days ago. We got my wife's stuff in, a, in a, one of those moving storage pods. And uh, th- there were just some things inside of it because we had to park it in the in, in the driveway. There were just some things in there, like a giant jewelry cabinet that's really heavy that I, I just couldn't lift myself. So I start going down my phone tree. I start calling people and I'm like, wait, is school in session? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I, I should see because I've got a friend who has a few teenage sons who might want to make a little extra money uh, carrying stuff for less than an hour. And, uh, you know, they're most likely being available. I can't rely on a lot of my other friends in the area who work in a physical office or location like that. So I went ahead and messaged them. They came out within 15 minutes, got the place, uh, you know, filled with boxes and it was awesome. And um, yeah, so that was when it kind of hit me. It's like, you know, I, I used to really dictate when summer started based on when school got out. And the older I get, the more I realize that I'm disconnected from those teenage years, even those summer years when I used to be really excited for summer vacation. And uh, it always shocks me because believe it or not, humble listener, we do have a few of you out there who are in high school or who are in college. And this type of stuff still matters to you because trust me, when you're an adult, summer vacation dies. But every year, every year, yes, Derek, very sad. Every year, I try and do one episode that is aimed at recent graduates, whether you're graduating from high school, whether you're graduating from college, because I feel like at your commencement, at your graduation, you're going to be fed one line that's really inspiring and maybe a few other lines that are kind of bullshit. And uh, we've had some really great episodes over the years, but this year I really want to focus on one thing, especially as a lot of students came back to college uh, post COVID and everything, they're getting accustomed to all the new ways of how they're doing classes and how they're graduating, whether they had to extend their time or not. And the one thing that really irked a few members of the panel today, Zed and Derek is standardized testing. When we were trying to decide what topic we wanted to cover, they went ahead and threw out standardized testing. And I was like, you know what? This all syncs together. So let's run down the panel. He's tonight's producer, producer Derek. Derek, how's life? I was doing good, RJ. I just yeah, I just thought about this topic and I was like, you know, I, I have gripes and let's just talk, see what happens. Derek, you're one of those people. You took the ACT. Yeah, you did fine enough to go to James Madison. You I got did. a degree in in pharmacy studies. No, What's so it called pharmaceutical. So we, what is we, it? Can, we can talk about that. Uh, that's a story. So we'll talk you about can, that. A bit you later. can sell people drugs. Derek was a pharmacist. Not yet. And no. now, <laughs> okay, so so he, well, not those types of drugs, like the stuff that grandma needs that maybe. You can make your boner pills. He, oh could, he, could, he could make the boner pills, but now he works in, in IT. And Sean was like borderline autistic as a child. And now he works in the STEM field and he's doing fine. And Zed, 10 years later, congratulations. I'm not narking on you because it took you so long. I know what you had to go through. I know why it took you so long. It's just weird that it's been three presidents since you started school. And Zed is a recent graduate. Let's all give a hand for Zed. Zed has a gripe or two about fucking standardized tests. We'll jump into all of that. Zed, how are you doing today? One quarter Persian Zed. It has been a minute. Pretty good. Um, 
it, it feels weird not going to school anymore. Do you but. have like the, the homework detox? Like you're waking up at night wondering, did I turn that in? And then you're like, oh, that was a dream or a nightmare. Well, I mean, we, at least now, I mean, schooling is done. But I mean, since I'm in the IT field, you're constantly learning. So about a month after I graduate now, I'm studying for my first certification exam. So I'm constantly studying still. <laughs> But but the but the big part is done. You got the sheet of paper. Have you gotten your diploma yet? Uh, so they're going to mail it. So it's going to be coming to my parents' house any week now. So who knows when it's going to come? Zed, let me tell you a quick story. I got my diploma because I actually didn't graduate from Liberty until July of 2017 because there was a cl- I got to walk on stage. But I didn't get my diploma until I had to finish a math class. So I finished a math class and then they mailed me my diploma and I framed it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I lost it for five years. And it wasn't until I was packing out more stuff for my parents and they were like, take your diploma with you. I was like, oh, I forgot this existed. My dad was like, what? You didn't know where it was? Why haven't you hung it up? Why was it in the back of a closet? I'm like, because it's done nothing for me in my life. (laughs) But speaking of uh, doing nothing for nothing, Sean Sean actually works in the field that he studied in college. Sean, how much do you think standardized testing actually weighed on how far you were able to go in your field? Well, I mean, so, tell, tell people thing. a little bit of what you did, wh- what what the process was like, and where you eventually ended up. Generally, I mean, luckily in high school, our high school offered uh, a GIS course through James Madison. We went to a very white high school. Yeah. <laughs> we had an orchestra too. And Zed was a part of it. Zed dropped GIS. He said, this shit is stupid. Bye. But I mean, with GIS, it's really hard. Uh, I'll go more on into it later, but it's just hard to be able to say standardize a test with GIS because there's so many variables of like, what are you trying to cover? What's the issue? That kind of thing. And honestly, with how U of A did it, I mean, I think it's different than what a lot of other universities do for standardized testing on map making technology. And I mean, with the facts, yes, I was, I'm not autistic, but I do have dyslexia and other stuff that I don't learn the same. And luckily GIS opened up those world worldly connections that I could understand and be able to do what I do and code and drool as Zed and Derek say I do every day. It's just, it's just so weird though, because I remember how, how important I felt stuff like the SAT and the ACT were. And I, I look back and I'm like, it had nothing to do with how I actually did. I, I, I did not take the SAT. I took the ACT and I took it three times. I got a 19 the first time. I got 21 the second time. But I took the third one like, a, a, like weeks after taking the second exam and I scored a 20. In fact, by the time I took the third test, I hadn't received my second score. My parents were just really hoping that I, I would have just soaked it all up and done more nothing could have prepared me for that. And they bought me all the books and everything. And it just, it just wasn't jiving with me. I did fine academically and in high school, but like with, with this, it was like, why is it that everything I learn in the classroom, none of it is what 
is being applied to these big standardized tests that colleges are going to look at. And, and then what's crazy is you have people that go ahead and they do really well on the SAT or the ACT, but uh, three out of four uh, college freshmen will spend uh, three to five semesters taking at least half their credits being um, remedial education, meaning they're taking high school level courses to catch up, to graduate on time. Uh, and that is why so many people are having to take a fifth year of college, a sixth year of college, because their first year and maybe half their second year is almost taking remedial courses. I had to take a remedial math class my, my freshman year. Luckily, I was able to graduate in four years because I had taken so many AP classes in, in high school and I got the credits for that. And I also took uh, three to six credits every summer. So like I, I was one of the few people that I remember that could actually graduate in four years and not have to worry about, despite the fact that I failed a math class my final semester at Liberty University, and I had to take that class online to finally get my degree. But, you know, I, I look back and it, it's like my, my degree has nothing to do with what I currently do now. My degree was political science. I did a little bit of that, but it wasn't what I ultimately ended up in. And I don't necessarily say, oh, my degree was worthless. My degree was worthwhile for somebody that would have wanted to pursue that long term. And ultimately, that wasn't me. So I don't look at it like, oh, I should have never gotten it. It helped me get to where I am now. And I'm happy with it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't understand why the barriers to entry are so tough. I remember a point in high school. Tell, tell me if you guys remember this. I think this was our sophomore or junior year. Do, do you guys remember the career aptitude testing we had to take? Oh my God. That Luckily I, I got accepted as some program. So I got all that stuff free, but yeah. Yeah. This one was a, a career aptitude test where basically I forgot if it was homeroom or whatever, um, there was a, I don't even remember if we had homeroom. Anyway, it was one of the classes that wasn't as important. So the school sacrificed it for a few periods. So that way we could go take this test, but it was a test that uh, looked at your academics. It looked at your personality and I remember taking it and I shit you not, it said garbage disposal. And not even like somebody managing that, not even somebody who could actually make like a good career in sanitation because that's a good career field. No, it was garbage, man. Maybe they, like, what maybe the they want you to say. Maybe they wanted you to take out the trash. Like, you want me to take out the trash. No, no. They were like, no, you're going to take out other people's trash. It's like, why even like, if you're telling me this, like, why, why not just drop out right now? Like, yeah. what is the yeah. point if you're telling me that I'm best suited to do that? And I don't understand why what, what did I wasn't, this was like sophomore, junior year. I got two results. Mine was, uh, being a, tailor lackey like you're helping the tailor and they just throw you like the the cuttings and everything and then the other one was a uh, dishwasher at uh it gave me three results for local places around us red robin sweetwater and it's not there anymore next to sweetwater but it was like something tavern yeah it was like the stupid thing that was put on by the by the career development center a Taylor mm -hmm. Lackey was this 1950s. I'm, I'll be honest. I, you know, would be great at haberdashery, my boy. The haberdashery. <laughs> but it was it was just so dumb, and it's not like 
it was telling you anything. I think more we were like, you know, doing research for some big corporation that wanted to test this exam to collect data so they could do something else with it. But I just remember that. And it's just like, how can, how can they tell me what I would be best suited for? Now we're, we're lucky that that's just a test that gives you a result that has no bearing on your life. We've all done better than garbage yeah. man and guy that, you know, pricks his fingers for a tailor. Um, but you know, like in, in some countries like Germany, Derek and I were talking about this prior in Germany, like around 10th grade, um, you take an exam, it's a career aptitude and technical education exam that ultimately determines whether you're going to go to college and become a doctor, an engineer, a scientist or something like that, or whether you're going to immediately put, be put into a technical and job training program. And, you know, what that does is that really does set the course for your life. Your your life is going to be dictated based on that because you don't get a redo. You don't get a second chance. You can't say, well, I want to try anyway, because for all intents and purposes, according to the ACT and the SAT for a lot of people, they're not smart enough to go to college, but, you know, they end up graduating and doing well regardless of that. Yeah. And with, with this exam, you know, they have another one in France called the BAC, La BAC. And Labak is exactly the same, except Labak basically says you're either smart enough to go to college or not. And it's a one-time deal. And that that also sets you aside because the, the French education system is 100% subsidized. So they're going to make sure that not everybody can get in. It's either you're smart enough to go to college or bam, you're in the workforce. So we're lucky we live in the country where despite all this shit, there's a college for everybody. There are opportunities for everybody, whether you did really well on this subjective bullshit or not. You still have the opportunity to at least try because I think we can mm-hmm. all name a couple of people who did very well academically, but they fucked up college. They partied too much. They didn't take it seriously or something mm-hmm. happened and they just dropped out. Or for some people, it's not that you know they, they were stupid. They were smart. Just college wasn't meant for them. And that's perfectly fine. I think one of the biggest lies that we tell people is that college is for everybody. Co- college isn't. And that's not a bad thing. Some people aren't, um, aren't aren't meant to do that. They're meant to do something else. And they could still succeed and live really great lives regardless of that. But, I mean, exams themselves, you know, I, and I'm not saying like every exam, but these standardized tests, these tests that really try and block you off as you're bound to succeed or you're bound to fail – they're not fair. They don't predict success well. And they, they they serve no purpose other than being a money grabber and wasting time, Said, I mean, at least, you know, for me, like, I wasn't a good student in high school. I was like a C student in high school. I did terrible in the SAT. Uh, no college would accept me. So my only option was to go to community college. I went to Nova, right? And... Uh, I basically got onto basically the Virginia college transfer program where if you get your associates and you have at least a 2.5 GPA, you can transfer to most uh, Virginia universities. So uh, initially I did GIS like um, Doyle did, but then I didn't like it that much. So then I directed my interest to IT because I like computers. Uh, So I believe Mason's like requirement to get into the engineering program was like you needed a 3.0 GPA. Uh, so, you know, I just took my gen ed classes in Nova and the community college, got my associates, and then I transferred over to Mason's IT program. And, you know, from there, I got my IT degree and I'm working in my field. And I mean, it, it took a while because 
I feel like some 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 things that Mason do in their curriculum is kind of stupid. Uh, the way the prerequisites are laid out, or the way you're supposed to take exams. But you know, I got through it, and now I'm working in the field I studied for. But I mean, I was I was working in IT even before I graduated for like two three years. So it's not necessarily oh you need a degree to do a certain job. If you have the experience and knowledge, people will hire you. You just need to know the right people. Yeah. And I mean, something on my end and I, Derek, if he wants to speak of that too, I mean, a lot of universities, I'll be honest with you. A lot of the uh, Virginia schools looked at me because of, uh, I mean, my grades were great, but one thing was like my learning disability. I mean, I don't learn the same. Sadly, I don't, study the same as most people and it's just GIS made sense and when it came down to doing GIS it was like okay it doesn't base you on vocabulary and stuff like that it's more how can you create solutions within mapping to help out each and every person and that's I think the one thing it's like a lot these ACT and SAT tests aren't friendly to people that don't test well in, in in the right way and Derek if you want to like so like in terms of my college journey I guess I'll call it that like you just high, wanted to sell drugs so, <laughs> yeah and so in high school I kind of had this idea that I was going to become a pharmacist I don't know how this happened I kind of just it just kind of felt like the right track. I took like this pharmacy tech course in high school because they had like these um, career um, like classes you could take that would, that would teach you a certain job or like, or like get you prepared for a certain career path. Um, I don't remember the exact name of them, but I, I took a pharmacy tech course and I actually did get pharmacy tech certified. I never got a job in it. Um, never found anyone to hire me, I, but the um, but like I got certification, so I could have done it. Um, I took that class, and it was fine. And in high school, I was a very good student. Like you were was, jealous of Derek. Yeah, Derek, all I heard was I got an A in this. But I studied really hard in high school for whatever reason. I think part of it was just parental pressure and all that, and just like I. You know, like whenever I had tests coming up, I was like, oh, yeah, is this coming up? Okay, study, like know the shit. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to know the shit. And I knew the shit. So I did my best in high school. And I did pretty good in high school. I actually, a very good GPA. I don't remember what it did. You had being. a 4.0. I did not. I did not have 4.0. I was either. close, but I was not have 4.0. I know that. Okay, um, fine. It was the 3.92, but basically 4.0. It was something, I like, know. It was something like that. I was a little obsessive about this. Just a tad. I guess Just he was jealous. The, but the point is, when I got to college, it changed. Because I started as a chem major, thinking with a pre-pharmacy track, because I did this program that was like a pre, not like a pre-med, but like, basically I joined this um, track that was basically centered around anyone pre-med, pre-veterinarian, pre-pharmacy like any medical field, like pre-studies, you could do in this track, pretty much. And and I did a chem major doing focusing on that 
for about the first, like for the first um, year and a half. And during this year and a half, I took those courses in CAM and I found out that I wasn't as love as in love with it as I thought I was because I just wasn't doing great in the courses. Like I, I passed, but it just, it didn't click the way I wanted it to. Like my grades were not nearly as good as they were in high school. And I just, I kind of saw them fall off. So, so I backtracked and, was like, and I thought more, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? So for about half a semester, I just focused on the gen eds because I just moved on to like doing gen ed courses for a semester to kind of figure out, okay, chem's not working. I don't think I want to do pharmacy anymore, but then what's the answer? Um, or I, I think I still wanted to do pharmacy, but I think I like chem wasn't the answer. So for some reason, I think I switched over to, I switched over to, did I switch over to? I switched over to computer science. That was it. Um, like, and this was computer science major and computer science major JMU. It's a bit weird because what they want you to do, like the initial course, you had to get a B minus in or higher. So, so I want pause and, you there. Okay. You, you did, you did okay enough on those standardized tests, but Based off what degree path you follow, you're going to be dealing with different levels of difficulty. Yes. I, I don't understand what these tests really prove, whether you have the cognitive ability to just do well on those things, because so, they can't tell you whether you're good, you're going to be good at track A or track B, Derek. You're going to have varying degrees of that. These I, tests I aren't really for, they're not, they, 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 they tell you your likelihood of succeeding if you try, if you find the right thing. But that's just so – like every person is so different. I don't understand how it can yeah. decide all these varying degrees for the millions of American graduates every year. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I like a lot of my stress back then in terms of college, like – oh, boy. Like back college, I kind of fell off in terms of my emotional health. It was not a good time for me. Like I had fun at college, sure, but in terms of my grades and my future, I, I had zero idea what I wanted to do. And 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 if there was any piece of advice that I would give anyone currently in college or planning on going to college in the future, don't think of necessarily about what you want to do. Think about where you want to be and what jobs exist in that area. Because for me, what I, the major I ended up with, the, what I ended up doing was, um, was ISAT, which is Integrated Science and Technology. And the focus was on engineering and environment, uh, engineering, manufacturing, and environment. Now, like this was a double track. It was, two, it was like that dual concentration, as they put it. Um, I could have done like four other things, but I chose these two because it seemed like it, I had enough transfer credits that worked with the classes I already took, and this worked out to get me graduating a year late, but it worked out in the end. Um, now with what I, what I got, the degree I got, what that would have prepared me for was kind of supply chain manufacturing, um, working at like, like working, like analyzing supply chain and like, you know, factories and other things that would work well in places that weren't Northern Virginia, but Northern Virginia a big thing 
around here is IT stuff. Now, after I graduated, you know, I spent like a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, and I ended up settling on what I do now, which is, you know, I, I was, I did work a help desk and now I'm a security analyst, which is great. Um, and I'm incredibly happy with that decision, but that came because my brother pointed me in the right direction, which was getting a security plus um, certification. And then, and then once I got that, he helped me get an interview uh, with my current job and it all, it all worked out in that direction. So right there, you just hit on something, which is key, which is you narrowed in on a more specific career path and then you got the certification you needed, which was the barrier to entry. But you see that's specific. That's the type of stuff that you want to see. You want to see a level of competency in employees. You want to make sure before you hire them, are they capable and those certifications are good. Yes. Um, you know, between the four of us, we we've all got one or multiple certifications for different things in our field, but those are specific, those are narrow, and those are industry respected. And when you look at something like the SAT or the ACT or a lot of these other generic standardized tests, um, they they don't they don't get specific on anything. Like I I, I was always I was very strong in the English reading comprehension portion of everything we did and language and all that stuff. You cannot, even to this day, you cannot give me something math related and expect me to do well outside of addition, subtract, subtraction, (laughs) multiplication, and division. That's about it. So, so my thing when it comes to tests, right. Is that basically, I think that, it was always funny to me whenever teachers would say, oh, this will prepare you for real life or this is or like you will expect this in in your career path. No, you won't. I have never been put in a situation in my entire life, like my working life thus far post school where I have been told, OK, we have a problem. I need you to solve it right now. And you aren't allowed to use your computer, the Internet asking any questions you can't do any bullshit whatsoever you can't like you have to use your brain to solve this problem right now Zed, i have I never been told that once I in my entire sh- life is that i saw you shaking your head just a moment ago and because you can use this crazy thing called google or you can ask your more experienced coworkers, how would you have dealt with this and typically you'll get a response because because solving that problem is in your team's best interest like and and you know when you take a test guess what that's not what happens teacher says oh i can't answer that you have to remember it's like what what life scenario am i gonna have to remember things out of my head exactly zed Zed, i saw you shaking your head a moment ago yeah i understand what derek's talking about i mean at least you know for me when i studied it that was my degree um i was already working in it while i was taking my it degree so I, I kind of had like a comparison of, you know, the difference of actually getting hands-on experience working in the field and then someone who would just go to college and just study it and get, you know, go fresh out of college into the field. You know, like what I realize is probably 80% of the stuff that I learned in college, I have never used in my job. Probably the only thing that's would be beneficial that I learned in my entire degree would be, you know, learning how to code in like Python, JavaScript, SQL. But even then, you can teach yourself that 
online in like a month, basic scripting, like security fundamentals, like they want you to know, like you can do that through a basic security certification. And like the stuff I do in my daily job, I learned that just working the job and my employer taught me everything I need to know. School didn't teach me how to use any of the tools that the industry uses. They teach you here, the definitions, memorize them, and then, you know, multiple choice tests or which I thought was really stupid in the programming classes. The tests weren't, oh, code out a program and submit it and we'll see it works. No, in programming, the tests were, I want you to write with your hand the code uh, to this problem. And then we will grade it and see if you wrote down by hand the correct code. And they would basically knock out like points for spelling mistakes or grammar or whatever bullshit. I'm like, in real life, you're not going to be writing code by hand. You're going to be using a program that's going to tell you if you did it right or not. So I'm like, what are you teaching us here? Are you teaching us to write down code or do you want to teach us actually how to write programs and use the tools to to our resources we have in the real world? So it's like, you know, actually working in the industry teaches you more than college ever did in like two years of working yeah. in IT. And, and one thing I'll always remember, at least I feel I'll always remember, is like any time I was ever asked to write like an essay for something, like, and y'all can tell me if you've done this too, but like, you know, it's like write five page essay on whatever. How, how many quotes did you just use as filler? Just like quote it and oh, then do so like the many. whole MLA citation thing just to fill out parts of the essay. It's And like, I would just make it fit with my sentence and be like, and, and John said like dot, dot, dot. And then like the quote and then like the citation just to fill in like a large part of like the, the page or paragraph just to get it done. Like or, the amount of, and, and they would be like, oh, you can't use too many quotes. Like, but you're asking me to do a report. Does it answer the question thing. or not? <laughs> yeah, does it? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, you can't use in school, you can't use the internet or Google for anything. I'm like, half my job in real life is using yeah. Google's for problems I yeah. can't solve. Yeah. Meanwhile, at my job, it's like, it's like, it's like, boss, I don't know how to do uh, this. Like, did you Google it? It's like, oh, yeah, good point. I'll, I'll do it professor. I, I, <laughs> I learned how to be a digital marketer almost entirely through YouTube. And that's not an exaggeration. I mean, like, like the internet everything. is a great teacher, honestly, because like, it's like the like professors and teachers are like, oh, I am the arbiter of information. You must only go through me and for whatever reason. It's like, why are you here <laughs> not out in your field making more money? Like, or, you what are you here be, doing with me? Like, naturally, they should be encouraging you to to research your own answers and figure things out. If it were up to me, I wouldn't. I would never do standardized tests because that relies on a person's memory and not everyone has the photographic memory where it's like, I can like, I'm very jealous of the people that can open up a book and like read like, you know, uh, all the facts and then be, and then like when they see it on the test, it's like, Oh, boom answer. Like I've read this page at like page 27 at line 12 this is the answer. I remember like, like very jealous of that. But if it was up to me, I'd replace tests and I encourage projects. I like projects because projects are open. They give you time. They, they say, okay, here's your task. You can use whatever you want to, 
make this thing or make this program or like whether it's building something or writing something or coding something, doesn't matter. They give you the ability to research and find ways to complete it. Like basically you're free to do it how you see fit, but as long as you get the problem done, you got it done. Now, obviously yeah, and this whole thing like, in academia where it's like, Oh, you have to cite your sources and make sure you use only academic sources. And it's like, you know, Oh, I went to Wikipedia and found the answer. It's like, Oh, that's, and then now it's like a debate. Is that legit or not? Cause I feel like back when we were in school, it was like, Oh, Wikipedia is like lies. Like, <laughs> But now it's like encouraged partially. I, I don't know. I thought it was. The, well, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, it's funny. It's like, in school, if you use someone else's code and modify it to your solution, it's called cheating in school. But if you use someone else's code and modify it to your solution in the industry, it's called efficiency. Exactly. It's Nobody like some, ever gets mad at Bill Gates. Yeah, it's called Bill someone Gates at, found Microsoft Word in a fucking trash can. Yeah, it, it's called someone figured it out. And it's like if someone already figured it out and all you're doing is taking that and suiting it to your needs you've done like you've done well like i understand plagiarism it's called innovation it's called uh, innovation i'm I'm with you i'm with you i understand plagiarism to an extent but when it's used in school it's like oh if someone else has ever done the same thing ever you're not allowed to use it (laughs) well well, it's like you know there's plagiarism but then there's like like if you're like legit stealing something if you're like this is my original idea it came from me this is entirely mine yeah mine now (laughs) you know like everything i've done like and i tell this to uh to younger people who want to get into like email marketing social media marketing that type of thing it's like i'm not the best because I have created things. I have created nothing. Uh, I'm not the best because I have just, uh, you know, seen the future with, you know, what, what people want. I'm really, really good at my job because I listen to people who are smarter than me. I go ahead and solve things myself, but I also learn from other people's experiences in order to best provide myself with the knowledge and tools and information I need to make better decisions. There are people smarter than me. There are people who have already provided a mountain of work over the years. Uh, The difference between a successful person with, um, you know, who might not be as academically smart as somebody who's really academically smart, but, you know, they, they just don't know how, how to, how to move outside the box per se is the the person who's ultimately going to be successful understands what they're not good at. And they go out and find the information and they learn how to build on it. But the person who's just waiting for instructions, but doesn't know how to get that drive to go find the solutions himself. uh, It doesn't matter how academically smart they are. They're always going to be contained to, you know, I think Zed brought it up this like multiple choice Scantron logic. It's like, there were a lot of people that we graduated from high school with who were academically smart, but when it came to life itself, they were borderline mm-hmm. morons. They could not handle the basic things in life. They have a problem with basic morality. They could do oh, really yeah. well on the test, but they're horrible people. And, yeah. and I mean, that that's the thing, especially with um, 
with standardized tests. I hated how it's like, you know, the, the one school I really want to go to VMI, VMI at one point told me, it's like, ah, oh, you know, you, uh, you should have taken an extra sport and you should have done better on the SAT. And it's like, I'm sorry, the ACT. And it's like, how, how can you tell I'm going to do well based off something that it only makes you look good. Me doing an extra sport only makes you look good because then you could say that about your student body. But Ooh. then the ACT part is like, but but you saw that everything else I did was really good. You saw that I was doing this I was doing stuff, you know, as a civil air patrol cadet, community service, all these essays, all the scholarships I won. You're looking at one factor and you're making a judgment call on my success based off of that. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, talking about you know using the resources available to your advantage to get something done i mean bill bill gates you know quoted you know i choose a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it because companies bosses they just want to know can you get the work done and does it solve the problem yeah no no one's here you know waiting for you to come up with a out of scratch solution it's going to take you eight hours when you can do the same thing in an hour yeah, I've always thought that like whenever teachers like go on about how, you know, like, oh, you have to do well in these classes or you're not gonna do well in life or some shit. It's like, what what do you mean? Like you're like it doesn't just matter that we get the get to the right answer. No, you have to show all your work. You have to show me the steps you got made to get there. It's like, but I got the right answer. What does it matter? <laughs> I can't tell you the Pythagorean theorem to save my freaking life. But Derek, I, I want to see this video you just pulled up. When Asian kid gets a B. Asian kid gets a B. I could relate probably. You got the report card. So if, okay, son, you say you got the report card. So for math, I got an A. A average. Okay. okay. We, we, we okay with average. For <laughs> science, I got an A. A again. Too average. For history, I got another A. Average again. Jesus, you have to do better, you a, know? A is good. What the hell? That's for white people. Okay, that average, boy. <laughs> for English, though, I got a B. <gasps> what the hell you say? How the hell you get the B? What, you forget your name? You know what B stand for? B stand for stupid. I tell you, your cousin get one B. Now he's an influencer. Oh no, don't we don't talk about him. We don't go that low. Okay. Um, he's got a B and his mom's really proud of him. What the hell you say? Do I look like Timmy's mother? Do I look like I eat kale? Do I look like Instagram model? <laughs> How the hell you know Timmy's mother do the Instagram model? I don't know the... Steven told me... Uh... I, I didn't tell him nothing. I don't know. Okay, here's what you get... <laughs> RJ being half Asian uh is this relatable? Oh my gosh, my my dad was just lucky that I was not like okay. severely failing things. Like if I if I had a legit excuse for why I didn't do something wrong other than just sheer laziness or I was just not paying attention, he would let me buy. Uh he knew what I wanted to do. So if I was not achieving certain standards, he'd be like, you know, get it done, understand what you want to do and fix it. Whereas with my mom my mom would go like, you're not, an, you're, you know, A is, uh, you're not a Bijan or Cijan, you're Asian. And I'm like, a mom. Is a, a is African. It's like, mom, you're, you're, you, you, you lived in Seoul until you were like 11 and you're a white lady from Arizona. Please, I'm not that type of Asian. I inherited none of the math skills, just the driving impairment as a teenager. So yeah, it was, it was not fun. I mean, we, we, in a way it's, 
you know, pushing, you know, if you push someone so hard to get all a straight, you know, where it's like kind of like you're a tiger parent, it can backfire on you. Cause I mean, we've seen real life examples of kids who are pushed so hard to get into Ivy league schools, like our valedictorian. And yeah, she went let's, uh, crazy. Let, let, let's talk about that. It's been a few years since we brought her up. Oh. Yeah. The, Actually, the graduation I, uh, episode. Remember Sean, do you have an update? Um, well, I mean, it's just a piece of advice. I mean, the, the thing that helped me probably throughout high school was the fact that I was an athlete. So I had to manage my time as much as I did studying for all these stupid tests, everything like that. But I think it's it, the best advice is to have something that you want to achieve to be able to help you balance the school and whatever. I mean, if it's woodworking, uh, anything, working on the your dad's car after school or something, whatever it is, I think it's just that kind of helped me balance out my time to be able to do well. At least I didn't have a 3.92 like Derek. I had a 3.6, but I did well. And the fact that I went into GIS again, luckily I didn't listen to my advisor. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest everyone you should stray away from what your advisor says, but do the research like Derek said, but find a direct path of what you want to do, whether it's you want to stay in your area or what do you want to work in and then move to that area, what jobs that they offer. But luckily I did a little bit of both that said, Hey, I want to, I want to do GIS, but what sector I want to go into. And I'm in more of the private sector and the government sector. So other people, uh, what Derek? I'm sorry. You you finish and then I'll go. Other people, it's either public or just doing like saving the world kind of stuff. And honestly, you just got to figure out what you want to do. I mean, don't always have someone else tell you what to do. What do you want to do? Cause I mean, I know a lot of people out there that did stuff that their parents said, Hey, I'm a doctor. You be a doctor. Well, they finished all their classes at tech and realized when they went to try to apply for medical school, it's just not for them. So what do they, what do they do now? I mean, couldn't tell you. I mean, I know one of them's just like a bedpan nurse in, in Reston. What happened to our valedictorian? Do we have an update? Do you, do you mention something or? I, it's pretty, it's pretty off. Well, okay. I mean, let, let, let's recap so quickly. We no have this valedict- Yeah. We have this valedictorian. The world was her oyster. She went to MIT. She discovered sex and Oxycontin. No, ah, Molly's Molly's the club drug and other drugs. And she dropped out with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And went to rehab and uh, no degree. So the fact is, four out of four members of the degenerate panel have college degrees and have not done drugs. So (laughs) the future is good, kids. (laughs) I mean, you know, my my whole outlook on jobs or what you want to do for a career Personally, to me, a job's a job. My main goal is to make as much money as possible so I have the funds to do what I like on my days mm-hmm. off or the time I have off to do my hobbies because I got expensive hobbies. I'm pretty sure you guys do too. So 
yeah, I could do what I love every day as a job, or I could just work a nine to five or do a business, make a shit ton of money and do wherever the hell I want. So, uh, so I'd like to reiterate a point from earlier and basically like just for anyone who is looking at college, graduating, close graduating, or even just entering college, maybe like kind of balance, um, find a balance of what do you want to do and where do you want to be? Cause if the answer of where are you going to be after college is, oh, I'm going to move back down to my parents, look at that area before you even start any courses and be like, okay, what's around here? What jobs Derek, exist is this in my including area? Girls? Are we I'm, including girls in this scenario? I mean, okay. Obviously if you have a significant other, that matters, but that's also, I mean, that also fits into, you know, where you want to be. Like if you, I mean, if you're, if you're with somebody and she lives somewhere, you know, that's different the, and you want to go live with her, be around her, then again, just look where you want to be. I want to, I, I want to pivot. I want to pivot for a minute though, Derek, because I've got something I'm going to forget, but you have a, you have a video by Elon Musk. That's I do. Up. Let's go ahead and swing to that because I think, I think this is going to tie a lot of things together. I haven't watched it yet, but let's watch it now. <laughs> Be in the in fact, moment with us. We're live. Just, just, just be here with us. Press play. Now you can press in fact, play. I think a lot of things people learn are probably there's no point in, in learning them because um, they, they, they never use them in, in the future. Because a lot of kids are just in, in school kind of puzzled as to why yeah. they're there. <laughs> well, oftentimes business education today, and I see it all the time, kids come out of college, the best colleges, Wharton and Harvard and Stanford and some of the great business schools. And They'll come out and they won't have practical experience. There's too many case studies that aren't practical. The people who are doing the work that we care about are figuring out what to do next, not following the person who told them what to do next. And the problem with most colleges is they are high school but with more binge drinking. The A students work for the B students, the C students run the businesses, and the D students dedicate the buildings. The entire purpose of a good university is to give you a foundation to fail, not a foundation to get an A. Mm. And if you graduate from college with straight A's, you have to do some serious soul searching as to why you chose to spend your time doing that. You know, we ask uh, kids that are 16 to 18 years old to make $100,000 debt decisions when they go off to university. And they're not prepared for that. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. They just assume, okay, I'm going to pay four years of education at 25000 a pop, and when I come out the other side, somehow I'll be able to pay it back. Right. That's not how life works anymore. It's like the newspaper industry, right? More printing presses, more big buildings, right? Makes us look grander. We have brains that we're putting them out there. There's, there's a point of diminishing returns in terms of what it's worth for a college education and how much debt you're willing to saddle yourself with. I mean, it's actually kind of funny. Like, like, um, you know, if you think of like, what is education, like you're basically downloading data and algorithms into your brain. And it's, it's, it's actually amazingly bad in conventional education because like, it shouldn't be like this huge chore. Um, um, at, you, you've got uh, you know, someone standing up there kind of lecturing at people um, and they've done the same lecture 20 years in a row, and they're not very excited about it. And um, I mean, I hated going to school when I was a kid. It was torture. <laughs> this, uh, this brings us to today's sponsor, Hustlers University 2.0. Derek, have you signed up for Hustlers University yet? I'm going to, I swear okay, to you. Okay, you, you, you need to. Zed, have you signed up for Hustlers University? 
I shaved my head. Dude, have you signed up for HQ2? <laughs> no, Sean, have you signed up for Hustlers University yet? I will. Okay, well, folks, I'm not going to run through the amazing things that Hustlers University has done for me and tens of thousands of other students online. You hear at the beginning of the show before every episode we do, I put it up because I'm a genuine supporter. Uh, It has done tremendous things for me as a student, and I see it performing miracles in other people's lives. If you want to go ahead and understand trading, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, Amazon affiliate marketing, uh, general affiliate marketing, copywriting, business management, all these other fantastic things. Hustlers University has just had a massive upgrade. You can go ahead and get mentored by real millionaires who are professionals in their fields, while at the same time working with a community of people that are actively winning and learning and trading ideas. And you have all the resources and knowledge all in one place for 50 bucks a month. Actually, no, it's not 50 bucks a month. It's $49 a month. And what I'm doing for four listeners of this show is I will be paying for one month free of your Hustlers University tuition. So here's how you do it. You go on the link in the show notes. This only works if you use my link in the show notes. Go ahead and sign up for Hustlers University using my link. Then what you do is send me a screenshot of your receipt to HeyRemzo on Twitter. That's H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O on Twitter. Screenshot your receipt after you purchase your, your membership with my link. And then once you send me the receipt... I will go ahead and PayPal or Venmo you your month's tuition as a thank you, as well as just you know giving you a little bit more comfort to invest in yourself. The knowledge is there. The resources are there. The community is there. The things you need to go ahead and learn how to make anywhere from a few hundred dollars to tens of thousands of dollars a month is in Hustlers University. I'm not just saying this is somebody who likes the general idea, who likes the vibe. I'm telling you this is a student who was only going to join for one month. I've been in there since November of 2021. I'm still going to be in it for as long as I still get value out of it because it's doing amazing things for me and it's done amazing things for many other people. And I want to give you that opportunity. So I will pay for up to four people's uh, Hustlers University tuition for one month. So use the link in the show notes. Doesn't work if you don't. Send me a screenshot of your receipt to Hey Remzo on Twitter, and then I will PayPal or Venmo you the $49 to cover your first month of Hustlers University. Do that today. I'm only doing it for the first four people that go ahead and take advantage of this offer. Will I see you inside? Hope so. But uh, going back to uh, what what Sean said about guidance counselors earlier in the video that Derek brought up of Kevin O'Leary, Donald Trump, Mark Cuban, all the others, um, a, a real deciding point in my life was when I, I realized that the people that I thought were there to support me were actually just there to babysit me. And those people were guidance counselors. I took a AP, I took like an honors level biology class my freshman year of high school when I felt like I had all the pressure of the world on me and I had to drop the class because I was failing and I, it just wasn't, it wasn't good for me. It was stressing me out. My parents were like, you're already taking several other honors classes. You should drop this. So I went ahead and dropped it. And the peer pressure from other students was very real. My, my, teacher was even like, you're probably making a good decision. But my guidance counselor, who didn't know me from Adam, went ahead and looked at my looked at my paperwork and was like, ah, oh, Martinez, 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 as if she was trying to 
you know, I don't know, get her mind around the fact that Martinez was already taking multiple honors classes. There were not many honors level Latinos in our high school, but you know, she asked me, what do you want to do? And I told her, I want to go to either the air force Academy or VMI. I want to be an army officer. I, I want to do really well. And she's like, ah, you know, they're going to look at this and they're going to see you drop the class. You know, maybe you need to go ahead and lower your expectations and maybe do two to three years at community college and just kind of figure out what's right for you. And at that point, I'm like two to three years at community college. Like, aren't those usually two years? And she gave me a packet for Nova and kicked me out and said, if I want to go ahead and drop my other honors class, classes, I could. If she had looked at my grades, she would have saw that I was passing all my other honors classes with A's and B's. But she went ahead and stereotyped me. She immediately told me what I was capable of doing. Sherry basically came to a verdict that I would not succeed. And then, um, you know, three years later, senior year, not only was I the first in our, in our graduating class to be accepted to college, but I actually was awarded the most scholarship money out of any student. I received one, two, three, four scholarships by, by graduation. And I was a student who was told you're, you're, you're not going to do more than maybe community college and that no college will want to take you. I wasn't the best athlete. I sucked. I was a fat kid in track doing shot put and discus. I wasn't the best academically. I had enough C's on my uh, report cards to, you know, not, not brag to my parents, but I knew what I wanted to do. I hyper-focused on that. I studied my ass off in the free period I had running notes between the vice principal's office and different teachers. I was learning how to write and writing was the foundation for my entire career learning how to write, learning how to argue, learning you know the, those critical uh, debate skills and stuff like that. Because what I realized was that I needed the money. I needed to get to school. I needed to get out of the bad situation I was in, which was me telling myself that I wasn't good enough. And uh, you know, four years later, I did not have a job out of college. I thought I did all the right things that you were supposed to do. And I had a guidance counselor once again tell me, um, you know, you're, you're just one of many recent graduates and there's nothing special about you. And you would be lucky to take a unpaid internship for maybe six months to a year working in D.C. And here I am having just worked so hard to graduate only to be told that my value was zero. Last I checked. I've written two books. One of them was a bestseller. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. I've worked for major publishers. I've worked for celebrity clients. I've done tremendously well having reinvented myself as a digital marketer. And when I checked what she was doing on LinkedIn, she's still a guidance counselor at Liberty University. So whose value is really less? Yeah. And RJ, to kind of follow up with that, I mean, don't let people dictate you. I mean, even the start of my life, I mean... Again, I have a learning disability. My mom got me tested. She just wanted to make sure. That day I got tested, the results came back. That doctor said I would be mentally retarded. Well, well I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> He's giving you an inspirational story. <laughs> Way to shit on my childhood. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry. It's like the Alex just, I got to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm a little I'm retarded. Kind of retarded. Kind of <laughs> you are a very smart person, Sean. I'm sorry. But Sean is extremely accomplished despite all his obstacles. And I'm not going to keep praising him. I'll let him finish off his motivational Rocky Balboa speech. 
No, but yeah, that doctor told my mom, hey, your sh- your son shows strong tendencies of mental retardation. And from that day on, I mean, even though my mom found stuff for me to kind of improve my social skills and everything like that, I mean, I've always like, my dad, I remember, I think I was like six years old, sat me on, you defy who you want to be later on in life. And even my grandfather said the exact same thing to me. I mean, he became at both my grandfather and my dad are one of the top engineers in, in the fields that they went into and just, just doing what you want to do and don't let anybody else tell you what to do is probably, is always the best thing. If they tell you, Hey, you want to go in the public sector? Well, do your due diligence, make sure that's something you're comfortable with. Don't just do it because someone else told you to, that they're getting paid more than 88 K a year at, at a public university. That's research funding everything, which also why a reason why that my college fit me because it was research funded. There was mm. money for me to figure out what I wanted to do there. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of follow up. I, I think one thing that people should take into account, uh, especially like RJ with the, the whole guidance council situation is try to like, don't, like don't take the advice of someone who's not necessarily invested in your personal growth. Like, cause the high school counselor does not really care much what's happening with your life. Cause you know, like, like you said, she, like she doesn't know you from Adam, like, right. Doesn't know you from, you know, whoever walks through that door. It's just like, she sees so many, like the counselor sees so many students all the time to talk about, you know, whatever they need to talk about, whether it's academics or whatever, but they're, they're not necessarily concerned with uh, your personal growth beyond the session that you're having in that room. Exactly. Zed. Yes. I mean, speak about guidance counselors as well. You know, they're, they're more guiding you towards failure than anything in my experience, especially high school ones. Cause you know, <laughs> for instance, you know, I love cars and I wanted to learn how to work on cars and I took this after school program when I used to go to Lake Brack Middle School, Lake Braddock Middle School, where you actually went to the auto shop and learned how to fix cars, like doing oil changes and brake brake work and all that kind of stuff. Nice. So I, I got an interest in that. So when I went to high school, I'm like, oh, I want to take auto tech because I, I like working on cars. It's fun. So I go to my counselor and I, I'm like, I want to take auto tech and because I, I like cars. And she's like, oh. Why, why do you want to take auto tech? Do you plan on being a mechanic when you graduate? I'm like, no, I, I just like cars. No, that's a waste of your time. Uh, I'm not going to allow you to take auto tech. And then later it was, so I didn't get to take auto tech in high school because my counselor said, no, that's not good for your career track or whatever. We all get the same degrees. And, and then exactly. she's high school, like, you're, like, you're, no doing, special. you're doing an advanced d- studies diploma. So you don't want to do any, uh, vocational training. Uh, okay. Right. That's retarded. So, so like basically she didn't allow me to take uh, auto tech, even though I could, but she, she was against it. So I, I didn't get to learn more about fixing cars. I, I, I want to pause you on there real fast. For people that don't know, this is only like a Fairfax County, Virginia thing, a yeah. advanced diploma versus a standard diploma. 
That has nothing to do with where you go to school, where you get a job, your employer doesn't fucking care. That doesn't only help. matters to other schools in, as they compete with each other. In fact, I was actually one of the few people in our graduating class who did not get an advanced diploma. Why? Because I dropped a math elective. I'm sorry, I dropped a math credit my senior year. So because oh, wow. of that, I couldn't get the advanced diploma. I got a standard diploma. But you know what my diploma said? High school graduate. Yeah. Yeah. And then along with that, you know, uh, this was senior year and I was like applying to colleges. Right. And like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't that, you know, I was a C B B minus C student. So basically no, no, like four year universities would accept me. Right. Cause I didn't meet the GPA threshold. I did terrible on my SATs. So the same counselors like, Oh, you know, since, uh, no university is going to accept you in Virginia. I'm going to recommend you go to this bumfuck nowhere university in Pennsylvania or uh, Ohio or wherever, and uh, you can do something there. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, F you lady. And I just went to Nova and did my shit. And he, now I'm here. Uh, you know, I, I managed to go to George Mason through community college and I got my degree and I'm working in my field. So fuck you, lady, you know. Yeah, yeah, fuck I mean, you, lady. Yeah, like that and lady that, is not doesn't care beyond the the session you're in with her. Like well, just, and that's what circles around to this in high school. And RJ, you have said this, and I think I said this to you, and then you just more publicized it. The universities go to these high schools, like in Virginia here, and they push their shit. So then the counselors for us are pushing. Oh yeah. We want you to go to Mason, but you know what? Bumfuck PA would, would rather have you. Because yeah, they, our, they have our, these schools in mind specifically rather than, oh, Sean, you're taking a GIS class. Zed, you're doing, I, you're doing IT. Well, How about? I, well, I, I, well like having your whole sure. life figured out by high school. Yeah. Not many people do. Well, uh, here's... Like, that's sorry, right. Derek. Uh, just before I lose my train of thought, yeah, yeah, go. I have a theory that uh, these counselors are taking money from universities under the table, so they'll push going to school, like college. You don't, you don't know what to do instead of vocational training. I, and I really think that's why vocational training isn't being pushed because they're taking I, payments under the table from universities. I hundred percent told you that. I can prove it. Oh. A former counselor, I will not say her name or what she does currently, but she did mention to me very similar to this topic that it's like, yeah, I mean, it can be, it, it's not always offered by the universities, but it's, it's there as an open hand for us to grab. You, you want, you want to know who also does that and who has been caught doing that? Banks. Banks and credit lenders to students who are seeking financial aid. Man, it's all just one big web, isn't it? Because it's just a fucking cause, scam. Because people just, because the thing is, like, they don't, like, I mean, you guys don't care about where students are going. They're just like, we need to push whatever's financially lucrative for us. Because let's be real, what are these guidance counselors actually making and these teachers actually making if they just got, you know, from what they get from the school? Like, I don't know what they make. And uh, I mean, I yeah. bet you average, they work on commission. Enough to sell average, their souls. Average guidance counselor, Derek, makes around 
they're they're a little bit above I'm Googling a it right teacher now. of fifty five thousand a year. So it's uh, about high school counselor. Look up two zero look up Fairfax two zero one two one. Uh, you guys remember that dean of students that got hired our our senior year uh who's that goofy guy with the bow tie oh i know who you're talking about yeah you know he you know he made a a hundred a hundred k type in a guidance counselor he made a hundred k doing nothing yeah yeah guidance counselors they uh pretty much rip rip off i think it's like 70 to almost 100k depending this is, on the site's stupid schools, um, oh state, okay. everything. Okay. so like 60k about uh, but this is an elementary school counselor so uh, i'm guessing high school would be 10,000 more probably so i bet you they're taking kickbacks from universities oh absolutely well guys i i think this has brought us to a to a natural conclusion folks as you stress about standardized tests whether you're still in school whether you're getting <laughs> you know, bad advice from people who don't genuinely care about you. Guess what? Uncle Remzo takes care of you. He takes <laughs> care of you every episode with uh, all the knowledge we dish here and with the support you need from a community of people that actively want you to succeed in a world where your, your freedoms, your opportunities are being limited every day because of sick corporations, because of evil governments, because of all those things that it might sound like buzzwords, but it's real now. And at the end of the day, you're the only hero that can write and pursue your own story, your own set of challenges. I'm, I'm merging a bunch of concepts together, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, before we go ahead, and leave off, you know, j- just with some general advice. We'll go down the panel for people that are thinking, I don't know what to do. The odds are against me. I- I'm not getting the support I need from either friends, family, uh, you know, teachers, that type of stuff. W- what would you say to that person that knows what they want to do, but they- they- they've got, they've got those moments in their mind where they're thinking, I, I don't know if I can, uh, we'll start if Derek can go down. I'm sorry. Repeat like the, what's your I- advice, Derek? My advice is just focus on focus on what you want to do, where you want to be, and if college is that is the right path. Because there could be certificate paths that are much cheaper, much more affordable, will cause you a hell of a lot less stress, and will get you where you want to be, like in a much faster manner. Because if you want to do something IT, I highly recommend you know IT related certificates that you don't necessarily need a degree to do that. It helps, but you don't need it. If you if they know you can do the job based off of your qualifications of, cert, of certs, then then they'll probably let you in, and you can actually get a real job fairly quickly. Nice, Zed. I'd say, um, do what makes you the most amount of money in the shortest time possible. Network, and when I say network, I don't mean go to job fairs and hand out resumes actually become friends with Gen Xers and boomers and actually hang out with them and become friends. And um, yeah, you know, make as much money as possible so you can enjoy doing your hobbies and taking care of your family easily. Nice. Sean. I I would say it's a combination of both Derek and Zed, like have those connections with others, but at the same time, do uh, find that career path or direct path of what you want to do and make sure again, do your due diligence. I mean, I'm lucky I had every side of my family be able to help out with anything and friends, but 
believe in yourself. Don't again, biggest thing in, in my life was like part of it was listening to someone else. And then when both my father and my grandfather sat me down and said, do what makes you happy, do what makes you happy. Don't do what uh, Joe Schmo tells you to do and go with the flow because ultimately you're going to get fucked in the ass. Or you could be the hero of your own story, write your own destiny, believe in yourself. You know what? We believe in you and you can do it. Panel, thank you so much for joining once again. Folks, before I go, remember, get your first months of Hustlers University free. Use the link in the show notes to join. Join, then screenshot me your receipt. DM me on Twitter at HeyRemzo, and I will Venmo or PayPal you back your $49 to cover your first months of Hustlers University. Join tens of thousands of people from around the world, freeing themselves of corporate tyranny, mandates, all the things that make life less worth living. Fuck off, globalists. I don't know. I sound like Alex Jones when I say that. Anyway, you're getting the month free on me. We'll talk to you later. You're listening to On The Run. Good night.